Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. When I got out to the Wicklow Mountains, when I came to the end of the line, I I felt this sinking feeling in the pit of my stomach. I'm Nicola Tallent, and every week you can hear stories about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld on my podcast, Crime World. This was a stitch-up from start to end. I talk to those who get up close and personal with gangsters, mobsters and notorious criminals. They have taught us every conceivable way of disguising cocaine. Crime World is available wherever you get your podcasts. Well, after a lot of humming and hawing and uh, pulling and pawing, we eventually uh, alighted on the theme for Toy Show 2021, which will be wild and in the jungle and on the Serengeti as we embrace the wonderful world of the Lion King. So that's where we're going. A lot of Hakuna, a lot of Matata and a lot of problem-free philosophies. We are good to go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. No, not Black Friday, but the late, late toy show, ho, ho, ho. Tonight, families across the nation crack open the tin of sweets, don matching pyjamas or festive gansies, just like the jumper I'm wearing today, and collectively get in the Christmas spirit. But just why do we love the show so much? I'm Fionn Sheehan, and today's Indo-Daily is sprinkled with stardust and takes a nostalgic sleigh ride across the history of the toy show, from almost being binned as an idea to raising millions for charity. Joining me today to tug at the heartstrings and the purse strings of the annual Christmas season kickoff are Irish independent writers, features journalist Kirsty Blake Knox and TV critic Chris Wasser. Kirsty, the Late Late Toy Show, it's in its fifth decade now and it's become a cultural institution, but almost by accident, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Like it was inspired by Pan Collins. She was the senior researcher on the Late Late and she was walking through Stillorgan Village and saw a toy display um, in the window of Nimble Fingers, which is a well-known toy shop. Still there. Yeah, still there. And um, she kind of went back to... Gayburn and he he was the producer and the presenter of the Late Late at that show and pitched it as an idea for a segment. And he kind of said, no, 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 we're not doing a toy slot. Absolutely not. And that was it. Um, but she was a very tenacious person and she realised that this, this had legs. So she turned to Gay's right-hand woman, who was Maura Connolly. Maura was kind of like, she came in, she was hired as a secretary kind of for a gay, for a gay, but the role kind of evolved and she went on to become like a program executive, basically like the late, late show troubleshooter. She was warming up the audience, liaising guests, and if anyone could convince gay, it was Maura. So Pan went to her and said, I'd love to get, to, to get you on side. Will you back me up if I bring this up? And Maura said, yeah, of course. So she went to gay, had a word with them. And it was decided it would go ahead um, in December of um, 1974. We asked one other 
some other members uh, of show here. business uh, me, guy. to uh, test oi, some you. toys for us for the oh, toy show. And here they are. You. Ladies and gentlemen, Zig and Zag and their friends. Yeah. It was very different back in those days what we have now. Nowadays, we kind of have a pretty much a, a light entertainment chat show. Back then, it was very much current affairs, agenda-setting program. Yes, it had the entertainment elements as well, very much in touch with the the cultural and societal and political zeitgeist of, of the country at the time. Yeah, it's kind of in a way hard to wrap your head around how significant it was in terms of like cultural, political, social um, conversations in Ireland. Gay loved... He was a really good producer because he loved controversy. He was drawn towards it. Um, he liked creating a show that was compulsive. Um, and you're right, it has changed now. It very much is a light entertainment show. Um, Ryan does not like controversy at all. If he could do The Late Late Show all year round and have not one complaint raised, he'd like that. Gay would have hated that. He wanted people to kind of get riled up and invested. And that's why it, this was this format was kind of at odds with that with 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 that culture that was in place on the on the show at the time. But nonetheless, it 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 went ahead. Yeah. And it, it, it gathered legs. Exactly. Like he he listened, like he was a good producer as well because he listened to his researchers and he knew if they believed in something, he went with it. And he also had the kind of wherewithal when they looked back to, at the ratings that had done exceptionally well. It was the most watched segment out of the entire series. So the next year it came back as a full show and special within itself. They obviously kind of realised they were onto something. Um, and from there it just kind of grew. But it was really... At the beginning, it was very kind of like, like when you look at it now, it's so huge. It's a juggernaut of a show. Back then, it was just Pan. Like she would go over to toy fairs in Germany and London, source different kind of items that she was going to be um, looking after. And then she basically put together the entire toy, toy show, one woman. Um, and she would like store all the toys on her desk in RT. They didn't have storage facilities. Her and Maura would have them in their apartments and their homes and they collect them through the year. So it was, it was when you look at it now, where it came from, it seems like quite kind of um, like a little basic, you know, type of thing um, to where it is now, where it's like so kind of controlled and such like a, a, a machine, really. And it was very much a, a toy show, not a respected a toy show yeah. now, but there's a lot more entertainment acts, a lot more celebrity appearances, yeah. probably less to focus on the on the toys yeah. now than there was back then. There, there tended to be a long string of gags about gay breaking the toys and the toys not working oh, and yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. Like when it first started, they didn't, kids weren't in it initially. Like it was literally the researcher, Pan, or was one of the other researchers would be telling gay how the toys worked. They were on, on air, air with him. Um, and then it kind of started to evolve. They brought in children. They kind of like to help. They realized that kind of created a fun dynamic. Then in 1981, the Billy Barrys entered stage right. Gentlemen, a big welcome, please, for the Billy Barry children. Yeah. Oh. That became a thing in itself. The Billy Barry kids so were the were the were the entertainment 
part yes. where they came on, they 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 sang, sang and they danced, danced and they did little routines. Yeah, yeah, and they kind of they were so polished that they kind of became kind of like a yearly kind of a perennial part of the show, um, and kind of infuriated viewers in the country. In their own right. Yes, yes, in the process. You were probably quite jealous, you know, but uh, but yeah, it became that. So so it started to kind of gain traction in that in that way. And then I think uh, then I think when Ryan took over, it kind of definitely kicked up into a different thing. Um, and the emphasis and priority that Ortiz put on it definitely seems to have increased in the last couple of years. And originally, how, how did they pick the kids who, who came on to, to show Uncle Gabo how, how such and such a toy, put, that, that the latest Tonka truck worked? Yeah, he put out a call. He said on air, he was just like, you know, send in your uh, a little biog and um, a video clip. And then they would have kind of auditions and in, in Ortiz studio, children would come in and do a bit or they'd, or they'd kind of say why they should be on. So they did put out a call kind of like inviting, um, inviting kids in and Maura Connolly said like they would come in and they would go like hell for leather. Like they would be so kind of excited to kind of get on, you know, the, the programme, which they probably still are today, you know, in fairness. And, and then you, you mentioned Billy Barry, they, they became a, a mainstay of the show. But over time, the host Christmas Jumper, that started out yes. with, with Gabourne very, very modestly. Uh, you had matching pyjama sets. Yeah. You now have people who sell um, restaurants now selling Christmas boxes of treats to, to each during yes. the late, late, late toy show. It has become a, a, a mainstay of families right, right across the, yeah. the, the country again wouldn't have been envisaged with where, where it started out and even Gabo with the, the Christmas jumper he was almost reluctant around that as well yeah like it's funny I was talking to some of the researchers who worked on the original and they said they could never have anticipated what it was going to turn into and they're kind of like you know Coleman Hutchinson he was a researcher on it he's like he still can't kind of believe that RT gave over two and a half hours of primetime television to a program ostensibly about toys you know like he's like it's kind of bizarre um and you're right when gay started out it was like the christmas jumpers were definitely more muted um they were there kind of like to show that he was in the spirit but not to detract from from uh from the children um pat kenny uh the uh, the costume designer for uh the late late said that he kind of preferred to go for a muted kind of navy jumper with a logo on it and Occasionally, he'd put on, you know, something more festive. But like Ryan Tuberty, more costume changes than Cher. Like he's like just goes all out. He's been um, a rag doll. He's been like, you know, um, I think a giant lobster. He's just <laughs> there's nothing that he hasn't dressed up as this at this stage, you know, almost. So, uh, so it's definitely it's gone from being like almost like. A, a nativity play in a school to being like a West End show to, in terms of like extravagance, you know? Incoming, incoming Mr. Mark McSherry from County Cavan. Hooray! Stop. Are you going to give me a high five? Do it. Good man. How are you? Great. I'd love to get, what's the story with the, with the gear? Well, I'm the junior culture of Ireland. Oh, are you? Yes. And how's that going for you? Enjoying that? Yeah. How did you become the junior culture of Ireland? School, mainly. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. Mm, not much. Yeah. But, but but how did they how did you become that in school? Um, they were doing an art competition and they're giving out leaflets, yeah. to, like to um 
for if you wanted to go up to it. Sure. And um, you you could dress up as a junior culture and do all that stuff. And yeah. I dressed up as a junior culture and I won it. Chris Wasser, the late late toy show. It's all about the kids, isn't it? Or is it actually just about the cash? Um, it's a little bit of both. I mean, it has in recent years, you know, become, you know, something else entirely to what, you know, even Pat Kenny, when Pat Kenny was steering the ship, Gabe Brown before him, um, where it is a little bit about the kids and, and it has kind of shifted. And, you know, even when you look at the, the money that was raised for charity last year, there was 6.6 .6 million euro raised over the two and a half hours last year. And that's not something that has ever happened on Irish television before or has, never, or has ever happened with the Late Late Toy Show. And there is more of an emphasis as well on, you know, the backgrounds and stories that the children bring. But at the same time, I mean, I, I will say, you know, look, it, it is it is immune from criticism and from cynicism, and and you know, anyone who watches the Late Late Toy Show, you know, and gives out about it, probably shouldn't be watching the Late Late Toy Show. But at the same time, you know, pushing all of that loveliness and and warm and cuddliness and charm aside, it is a bit of a business. You know, um, there was a bit of a difference last year because there was no studio audience. But when you have a studio audience there, you then have a fee that, you know, companies and brands must must pay if they want to have an audience giveaway. And there's, you know, there's a flat fee of 10,000 euro, for instance, that, you know, if you want to have prizes given away, you pay that fee for, for you know, for, for your brand, for your product to be advertised. And then you must also provide spot prizes in and around, you know, between I think it's 130 to 250 euro for a 200, you know, plus audience members. So there is an awful lot of money involved there. Yeah, so that's, and then as well, that, that's the one for everybody in the audience really adding up to a, hell, a heck of a price. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one for everyone in the audience costs an awful lot. Um, as well as that, if you want your company or your brand your product in the advertising, you are paying somewhere in the region of 85,000 euro for this, you know, gold package where, you know, you will get that first 30 second ad. You will get the first 30 second ad when it's live, when it's repeated, you will get ads, you know, you will get the advertisement on, on streaming services. You're guaranteed at least, you know, 175,000 streams. It's all about the money. Now, there is no money exchanged hands when it comes to the actual toys featured. And I should add, this sounds like the coolest job ever. Researchers at the beginning of every year attend toy fairs to see what toys are going to be huge, you know, over the next 12 months or for next Christmas, what's going to be the hottest toy? So there's no money exchanged there in terms of the toys that features. But at the same time, it is a business and it does. And, and you know, I, I know it, it's so lovely to say it's all about the kids. It's all about making us feel nice. It's also about money. What people tend to remember out of the programs back over here is, is not so much the toys or, or even the presenter. It's it's the kids, and there have been some some memorable appearances of, of kids over the year who have captured the imagination. Like, you're right, the toys aren't the things that they remember. They either, either remember things going wrong with the toys, like, you know, a toy breaking or not working, gay tossing it aside, or, you know, when people got squirted with a super soaker or the batteries weren't installed. They're the kind of funny moments. And then in like in kind of like say from when Pat Kenny kind of started and and onward, you'd get kind of breakout stars of of the the uh, toy show who kind of really kind of connected with people. It could be something like they had a particularly moving story, or um, they had a fascination with clocks, or they were surprised by a celebrity. Thank you. How are you? You Very just you, you just duetted with Ed on the toy show. I know. How was it for you? Oh my God, brilliant. Did you, did, you didn't know you were going to see him today? No. So what, Can what? I say I didn't even know I was going to come here? He's well, like the main man for us. Why don't you just tell him yourself? Well, if he was here, I'd really tell him. Well, ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Robbie Keane. <laughs> More surprises than anyone else in the world. Like your dad! 
Those moments kind of like became the standout moments and they, they kind of have started to be kind of more... Um, like maybe kind of like introduced more heavily into the program than that weren't really there at the start. They're not really a, a surprise anymore that these no. things happen. You are now watching the show expecting yes. something really touching is going to happen yeah. here where a kid gets surprised by their hero oh, or yeah. a, a, a family member who has been abroad or whatever. Exactly. Like on social media, you can see people like saying, oh, t- like tenor bets, this person's going to come out or who's going to be the celebrity surprises like, you know, the super fan this year. And they and it's hard not to get kind of caught up in that because they can be quite moving and kind of like you know exciting when you see how kind of over the moon the kids are to kind of meet you know a celebrity or a singer or something like that. Yeah, and and I mean you had you mentioned John Joe with the, with the clocks yes. the year last year Adam King with yes. his virtual hug was was the big uh, star, star. <laughs> who has yeah. who has gone on to to raise all sorts of of, of money for, for for charity. You also had that that touching moment where Gary Barlow comes in yeah. uh, joining in with kids around the world who couldn't come home for Christmas yeah. uh, so it it it, it 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 does tend to be in, in tune with, what, with what's going on in society at, at, at that particular uh, point in, in time Can I ask you another question? Yes Did somebody just la- sprinkle some laughter dust in here What do you want to be when you grow up? A horologist A, a, a neurologist a horologist. A horologist? Yes. Which is to do with the time, is it? To fix clocks, yes. You want to fix clocks? Yes. Yay! Yay! Let's do it! Let's do it! <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a hot dog stall. I can see myself. Oh, isn't that amazing? Yeah! I love it! That's called television! Yeah! yeah! Hey, flash up your hug so you can give him a virtual hug because you can't hug him right now because of the, the thing. Good boy. Because... The last time you met, you could have hugged him. We could have. And you could have given him a high five. So flash up the hug. It's a virtual oh. hug. Oh, give him a hug. Do you have a routine on the night? Or what was your how does your routine differ now from when you were a kid? Well, when I was a kid, it was uh, like, it, we were always really excited for it. I do remember that it was always an achievement I could get to the end of the toy show because it is really long. And as a kid, like, you're kind of like exhausted by the, by the end of it. Um, but... I really like, I, I like. We'd get like in my house. That anyway, we when we were growing up, well, with me, and my brother and sister, we would definitely all sit down to get like kind of gather together and watch it. Um, and now when I watch it, um, my kids are too young to kind of watch it at this stage. But I watch it with my phone because just like the commentary online is is as much entertainment as the show itself, you know. Um, and that's kind of almost given it a second life I feel for a lot of people that they can kind of watch it and also simultaneously see what other people think of it and if something funny happens they can kind of comment on it while they're watching it so that is another uh, element of the the appeal of it I guess yeah you would have been Pat Kenny generation yeah yeah do you, um, you remember Gable um vaguely like I do remember bits I remember kind of but I, I I do remember Pat probably the, the best and then and then Ryan and kind of like how how different they they kind of were in their approach to it um but i kind of i i liked pat i thought he got some really good moments and i i kind of find it funny when you're watching someone who is slightly out of their comfort zone so i liked gay and pat in their presentation technique because they were they were trying but they were also kind of like it wasn't where they felt absolutely at home whereas like Ryan literally renames himself, rebrands as the toy show man during the week of the, the toy show. Like, I don't think he's ever as comfortable 
That's when he's doing the toy show. And there's a build-up to it, effectively, from, from August, September now. But once he comes yeah. back after a summer break, the talk is with the toy show. Absolutely. On his, on his radio show. Yeah, on his radio show the whole time. And you hear about him, he's starting, like, his his dance rehearsals. He's, like, you know, picking out the theme. Like, it's, it's there's a run-up to it. Um you know, like uh, when I was talking to one of the re- researchers, when he was saying, gay used to say on like the gay burner, well, the toy shows this week, like Lord help us. And like Ryan's the, like, can you wait for the toy show? Can you believe it's coming up? How excited are you? You know, like five more sleeps until the toy show. It's almost, you know, I think he's more excited about the toy show than than Christmas actually, you know, so, uh, so yeah. So my word of advice to kids is is milk it for all it, it, it's yeah. worth with with their parents. We used to do the thing where we burnt the letter to Santa in the fire yeah. during the toy show yeah. and then the elves would get the ashes and bring the letter to Santa. Oh, that's cute. Now I milked that for an extra couple of years because I realised it was more profitable to, uh, on Christmas Day to actually make the parents think you were still, yeah. still, still in, in, into that. Yeah. Do you look forward to your own kids watching it or do you think it's become too kind of commercialized staged at this this point I mean I kind of feel like can you really take take yourself seriously if you say this is the too commercial aspect of Christmas like I mean the whole thing is commercialized I feel like you can't kind of pick the toy show as being that's the step that's too far it's also so much fun it is a fun show to watch um and it's great chatting to people about it. And I like they get so excited. And I feel like you'd have to be a real monster to kind of say to your kids, no, you're not watching it. Cause, even if everyone in your school is talking about it, because I think it's a bit too commercial. Like, I, I feel like you'd be a pretty bad parent <laughs> if you insisted on that, you know. So. Um, and yeah. have you one memory of, of all the toy shows that, that you've, you've watched? Does, does any one uh, incident item guest kid toys stand out for you? Well, I think there's like stuff that you've watched back and like now it's become like a, a really definite memory. Like uh, like John Joe is so funny. I did really like it when Girls Aloud surprised um, uh, that little boy and he looked traumatised. <laughs> okay, Toby. Do you know who they are, Toby? Do you know who they are? I do like Ryan singing and dancing. I think it's it's really kind of sometimes kind of wonderly, wonderfully cringe-inducing, like you know. So I think uh, there's definitely kind of elements like that that I that I really enjoyed. Right, time to get stocked up on the tin of USA biscuits, mince pies, and the TK lemonade for tonight. I'm Fiannan Chain, and today's episode was produced by Siobhan McGuire, with sound design by John Smith. Archive clips from independent.ie and RTE. You can listen to the Indo Daily wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>